0: Welcome to the Illuminated Word podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word podcast. Our reading today comes from Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 10. The book of Romans has been so important to Christians for 2,000 years, and rightfully so. It, It is an important book. In the book of Romans, we get a very full exposition of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We learn a lot about the human condition. We also learn about what the cross of Christ accomplished for us and what his resurrection accomplished and the work of the Holy Spirit. How would God be faithful to the covenant that he made with his people? That's a big question running throughout the book of Romans. In chapter 5, we see where Paul really gives us the fullest and greatest explanation of what Jesus' death accomplished for us. Now, some people believe the greatest explanation of the gospel or what the cross accomplished is in Romans 3 verses 21 through 26, but actually that happens in Romans 5, 6 through 11. We see exactly what the cross of Christ accomplished for us. Now, before we read this passage today, let me just give you a nugget of knowledge, if you want to go pursue this in your own study. This is fascinating. Look at Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, is a setup for Romans chapter 8. Romans 5 begins the argument that really finds its fruition in chapter 8. Scholars have scoured over these two chapters and they've noticed many words that Paul uses in the Greek in chapter 5. He repeats those words again in chapter 8. So you have this chiastic structure between chapter 5 and chapter 8 with all kinds of resonances and connections between these two chapters. Let me just give you a few from our reading today. In Romans chapter 5, verse 6, we're going to read in just a minute, Paul talks about our weakness. Then in Romans 8, verse 26, he brings this idea of weakness. When uh, we're weak, the Holy Spirit helps us in our prayer life in Romans 8. Also in Romans chapter 5, verses 9 and 10, he uses the word save. Sozo, salvation, he uses it uh, in both those verses. Then we see in Romans 8, 24, he picks up that theme of salvation again. And you can look at the entire structure here of Romans 5, verses 1 through 11, and compare it to Romans 8, 26 through 39, and you're going to notice some really cool stuff. In Romans 5, 1 through 11, there's this hope amidst tribulation that we have, hope of God's love, that God will save us, even though things look bleak and horrible for us at times that God's people will suffer it seems like what Paul's saying in the book of Romans that humans are called to our Christians are called to the vocation of suffering and tribulation that's going to be part of our experience as we follow Christ and in Romans 8 26 through 39 is that beautiful passage about the hope that we have and no matter what happens to us what tribulation comes our way we will not be separated from the love of Jesus Christ so in chapters 5 1 through 11 we have hope because of God's love, and that is fully demonstrated in the cross of Christ. Then in Romans 8, 26 through 39, we have hope because we're not going to be separated from the love of God. Isn't that beautiful how those two connect? So if you want to look at that later, that would be something that that may encourage you and help you understand what Paul's saying today. But let's turn and read our passage this morning, a very famous passage, one that's probably going to be familiar to you. Maybe you memorized these verses when you were younger. Romans 5, 6-10 For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For One will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. As we go back and look at verse 6, Paul says, at the right time. That reminds us us of Galatians 4 where God sent his son to be born of the woman at just the right time. So the timing was perfect for the coming of Christ. Then he goes in this little rhetorical device here where he uh, takes a little sidebar and he walks us through the logic. He says, you know, people rarely will die for someone else. They they may die for a righteous person, but they're not going to die for a sinner. And he tells us that the love of God is demonstrated in the fact that he died for us while we were sinners. We're not righteous people. Now, this idea of the Messiah dying for us, Jesus Christ dying for us, what Paul is trying to express to us is the same creational love that was within God from the very beginning is expressed fully in the death of Christ. We need to get this straight. A lot of people misunderstand this. They see uh, sometimes the death of Christ as this person out there that God picks and selects and says, "Okay, I'm going to make you my son. Uh, This is called adoptionism. Uh, this theory, I'm gonna make you my son, and then you poor sapsucker, I'm gonna pour all my wrath on you and the sins of all these people. I'm gonna punish you on the cross and you'll be their savior. That that's a total misconception of the cross and the atonement. Jesus Christ comes from the heart of God. He is the preexistent Son who was there at the creation. He's always existed. He is God with us, God in flesh. It's the God man who dies. On the cross and that puts it in perspective and, and there's also some confusing place uh, things here as you get down to verse 9 and here's where people will, will cross lines um, he says since therefore we have now been justified by his blood justification is just god's verdict upon us that we are his covenant children so through the blood of christ god declares over us that we are his children so that happens Uh, when you come to christ you have been declared god's child then he goes on to say in verse 9 much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of god so people will collapse those concepts of justification and salvation together in the thought world of paul and that's a misconception you will really get messed up in reading the book of romans salvation here in this specific context now sometimes salvation is mentioned we have been saved We are being saved. We are going to be saved. In this particular verse, Paul means a future salvation. There is the wrath of God coming. Now, we cannot get messed up here and think God is just angry and and out to get us. That's not what Paul is saying. But there is a future day of reckoning that's coming. God's good creation was defaced. I mean, think of your own children. If someone had destroyed or hurt your children or led them astray, you would be pretty upset about that. God is is emotional, I guess you could say, about the defacing of his creation. Uh, it's hard for us to think of God that way as being this emotional being. And I don't mean to, to be too um, flippant about that, but God is, is invested in his creation because he loves us so much. And there's this day that's coming that God is going to set all things right. And you could call that a day of wrath, a day of reckoning. And we are going to be saved on that day. We're going to be vindicated before everyone. They're going to see that we are in Messiah Jesus. then he tells us that we're reconciled. Now, we were enemies, but now we're reconciled by the death of his son. And then not only that, there's this reconciliation, this peace, this shalom that takes place between us and God. But there's also this idea because the life of Jesus, because Jesus is alive, he is living, never to die again, he's at the right hand of the Father. We're even more alive because of that. We have greater hope because our Savior Jesus is alive. So, so much is packed into this. We get the fullest expression of what the cross did for us. This shows us God's love. There's also temple language in here. Uh, you can pick up on it that uh, the blood of Jesus uh, acts as this sense of atonement for us, and now we can come before God's presence. We have access to God because of what Jesus did. So there's some sacrificial temple language running in the background of this too. But there's so much that can be said about this passage. But I hope today this has helped you in your understanding of this very common uh, section of Scripture. So let's go back and reread as we close out our podcast for today. Romans 5, 6-10. through 10. shall we be saved by his life. And we can say thanks be to God for that, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. We are reconciled. We are justified. We will be saved from the wrath to come. Well, I hope you have a great day. I hope this reading has encouraged you in your walk with Christ. And I hope to see you back again tomorrow with our next podcast.